0: Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And I could not be more excited for today's interview. I feel like I've said that with every interview lately, but we are joined today by the one and only Tessa
1: Bailey. This feels like a dream come true. I mean, we have had such amazing authors on this podcast at all different stages in their careers. Like, From debut authors to seasoned, well developed authors in across various genres, like Sherry Thomas, and all of them have been a delight. But this interview is particularly exciting because I think both Phoebe and I have really like gone down the rabbit hole of Tessa Bailey, and she is so good at what she does at what she does and she writes like traditionally and indie and I think that Mm -hmm. that is something that we haven't had yet on the podcast so getting to talk to her about that was amazing
0: yeah and getting to hear both perspectives and how you know the the pros and cons of each and that she equally loves being involved in both communities was so cool um and I can't recommend her backlist enough. I feel like so many people discovered her this summer with It Happened One Summer, but as we talk about in, in the interview, some of her backlist titles just like live rent free in my mind.
1: Yeah, they're all really good. I have not read one that I haven't been like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. So we are so pleased to welcome her to the podcast and here is our interview with Tessa.
0: Welcome to Reader It. We are so excited to welcome the one and only Tessa Bailey to the show. Uh, it would not be a romance conversation without Tessa Bailey. So hi, Tessa. Welcome. How are you?
2: I thank you so much for having me. Uh, that's such a nice thing to say. Um, I love being part of a romance conversation, whether I'm there or not. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, ladies.
0: I have been saying to Ashley, I was like, Tessa Bailey is like the queen of dirty talk. Like, like (laughs) no other. And I learned today, no, you are not the queen. You are the Michelangelo. (laughs) That's correct.
2: Uh, Yeah, dubbed by Entertainment Weekly as the Michelangelo of dirty talk. And I was like well there's my epitaph like (laughs) (laughs) please somebody please etch that into my headstone that was the best thing anybody's ever said um so now it's on my banner like for signings yes (laughs) it's everywhere it's on my underwear
0: yeah (laughs) I love it I was like what a great way of phrasing that it's even better than queen um because it's all about crafting right and the artistry of it (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a, a lesser known art form, I would say. Um, but it's my favorite part of, I, I mean, for me, it's definitely the sexiest part of a romance novel. Um, I really love it when the hero, especially I, when a hero has no filter. Um, because I think it's like, as a woman, you're always trying to guess what your partner is thinking. Mm and I think uh, dirty talk is a really refreshing way of just not having to think about it. And it's another component to the sex scenes um, where like you're, you're not a woman, you're not a, you're not a mom and you're not a career woman, you're not a sister and a daughter, you're just a sexual being. And also having getting to take that guesswork out of what your partner is thinking is really, I just feel like the final layer being pulled back Um, So that the woman can just fully immerse herself um, or whoever's point of view we're in.
0: For our listeners who may not know, although I feel like you were the queen of the summer romance book with It Happened One Summer this year, like it was absolutely everywhere. Everybody's uh, book that made them smile uh, (laughs) over the summer. Um, But introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm Tessa Bailey. Uh, I
2: live on Long Island i um, married for 15 years uh, to a man I met at a bar. <laughs> That's such a terrible way of introducing him. Um, yeah, I have a daughter who's 10. Um, I started writing romance novels about nine years ago. Um, Hurricane Sandy had just happened in New York, and I had been raising a baby alone in an apartment in Brooklyn for a year, and my husband's bar got flooded. And so he was able to watch my daughter while I sat down and wrote my first romance novel and it's just kind of been a blur since then I haven't stopped for a second and I got my bangs cut today <laughs>
0: <laughs> very important
2: yeah and yeah I I mean speaking of oversharing I got my first Brazilian wax today as well
0: <laughs> how <laughs> for
2: research
1: yeah and How yeah for you know what was we it for about research? here it was
2: it, it was for research it's something I've always told myself I was going to do at some point And then I feel like I'm constantly like putting my heroines through it. And I was like, all right, I need to just like really sit down and like, see what this is like.
0: The TikToks. Lay down and
2: see what it's like.
0: Yeah. The people who like, are like, I'm about to go get it. And then I'm always like, thank you so much because I still am terrified. Um, Oh, wow.
2: It is every, it's as painful as I thought it was going to be and worse. Um, but the girl that it was doing, it was so cool. Like we were talking about our Thanksgiving plans while she was doing it. And she, I said to her, like after the fourth strip, I said, it's, I said, it's actually, it's, it's killing me like in a good way, how much you're just getting in there. <laughs> God, <laughs> no, like we barely met, you know, and she was, she was wonderful. So I think we're good friends now.
1: I mean, you have to be friends after that experience, yeah, right? She's like, Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> and it's okay. All of your, all of your uh, heroines are like rooting for you. Like they're so happy you did
0: it. <laughs> oh,
2: my hairless heroines. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> they're like, she did it. <laughs> Watch. You're
2: cheering huh. me on for my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, speaking of your heroines and your characters, so you have um, an. I mean, I feel like it's pretty normal for romance authors to be indie published and self-published and also have traditional publishing. So what was that process like going from one to the other and still going in between? Because your latest book, Window Shopping, is indie published as well.
2: Yeah, I I really like doing both. Um, I think there's something really comforting uh, and just something I working with traditional publishers and working with like a really good edit you know like i have really good editor that i use for my for my uh, self-published stuff as well but like the editing process with traditional publishers is so extensive like it goes through literally i mean 15 different people before you ever see it um and i there's something that i really like about that polish and that part of it um I also really like having more, a little bit more control once in a while, and also being able to turn something at, turn something around really fast, because I am a prolific writer, I write a lot, and I write fast, so when I get an idea that I'm really, really excited about, and then I can go, oh my god, I can put this out in a month, like, that's like an aphrodisiac to me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like, I'm still excited about it, and I'm sharing it right now, and Mm -hmm. it, it just, Like, it just, that's such an addictive feeling. Not having to wait a year for something to come out. So um, I really do like aspects of both. And I like having a foot in both ponds. Like, for example, like window shopping. I had a whole other book halfway written um, about like a broody piano prodigy. It was a Christmas book. And then I literally was like obsessing, obsessing over Ted Lasso like the title character, Jason Sudeikis' character, Ted Lasso. And I was like, I just want to write a nice guy, like the nicest guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I threw out the book I was writing and started that. And then literally it we just went edit, 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 publish, you know, it just, and that was so fun. Um, you know, I, I really like, uh, I just, I kind of like, the surprising fun fresh aspect of self publishing as much as i like the polished sort of like really taking your time building something in traditional publishing like i think there's just fun things about both
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: you know? and i think I readers also appreciate both
0: yes i yeah, can absolutely. firmly say that um well it's all, it's really nice uh I think because so many people found you this year with um it happened one summer and then it was like two immediately then be like and then you can have like something for the holidays yeah. it was really nice instead of like um having to wait. I know the hook, line and sinker comes out in March, um, yeah. which I'm saving for January. I have my arc and I'm saving it for my post Christmas depression.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I get that too. I, I totally get that too. Um, yeah. Fox will be really good for pulling you out of that. Um, you know, seasonal affective disorder slump, uh, cause it's real. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it probably would have come out sooner and it's totally, my husband got sick with COVID, uh, over last winter actually almost a year to the day he went to the hospital he was there for 3 months oh my god um wow. on a ventilator yeah um and so i missed my deadline <laughs> obviously so my publisher was like kind enough to like push it back and so i feel so bad everybody's like why do we have to wait till march and i'm like cuz i couldn't write for 3 months you know yeah, um yeah. but, but it, i
0: also I- still feel like july to march is a very short timeline in the realm of traditionally published books mm-hmm.
2: yeah I think it is I think it is too I mean I feel like a lot of my counterparts do like one book a year mm-hmm. in that space whereas I'm I, I kind of am used to every six months you you know usually. yeah like hot and hammer was every six months mm-hmm. hot and hammer series which
0: and- we need to talk about eventually but <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get there right baby um, can't stop thinking about Travis. I she can't really stop can't. thinking about Travis. Really? She yeah. sends me she sends me like late night messages like I can't you're a Travis i cannot. Poor
2: girl, huh? You're a you dirty girl. I can
0: <laughs> My my husband is an architect, so I just like I can't help it, but I I literally like cuz I and I, I finished the whole series I've read all of your other books and I just, he, I just can't, I just can't. Travis has my heart. Travis Ford can't do it. I love
2: that. It's so funny how uh, everybody has their one character, but like they just can't get past, you know? I mean, not, I'm not just talking about my books, but like somebody will have an entire body of work, but there is always that one, you know, like that they keep going back to. And I love that. That's what I love so much about romance is that, there's just um there's just such a like people try to say all the books are the same but it's so so wrong because every character is so different you know like every um and the way you have different characters interacting with each other in each book and those dynamics are always different and it's like oh everybody's got their catnip
0: yeah i mean Um, well (laughs) speaking of travis And his, uh, his pet name for Georgie with baby girl, I was like, Ashley hadn't read it yet. And I was like, well, do you know what he calls her? (laughs) She was like, that's my (laughs) cat. We literally talk about, I have like, I have a definitive ranking of
1: all the pet names. Like I can do anything. Like I have seen like weird pet names and I'm like, I got it. I'm here for it. I like it. I like the personalization. Like I've read ones where it's like, you know, Kitten and like things like that, and I'm like, yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. But I've got like a, a solid three that I like. If it's in there, like I don't care what else is going on in the book, like I'm there. It's fine. <laughs> baby girl is one of them.
0: Baby yeah, and baby girl.
2: Like a lot of people don't like it, you know. Um, but I, that's just part of. That's just part of. And I do think as writers, like you do, kind of have to evolve um, over time with your readership. And I, I feel like I've definitely tried to do that. But there's some parts of like, OG romance, like I will never let go of baby. I will never, (laughs) I just, and um, also I like it when they don't have, when maybe when they call them that early on in the book, you know? I don't Mm -hmm. think they have to graduate to nicknames. I think it's like-
0: um, I think it's indicative of their personality. Like I think it really, it shows, it's a fun way to show what type of hero it is, if that's their default to just like not to use a nickname right away or a pet name right away. Because I know that if like a new man was just like, oh baby girl, I'd be like, sir, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've yes. I've noticed you, sir. I've noticed. Hello.
2: <laughs> it really depends on who's saying you know, in real life, uh you I know, did like live in real bad series. or a real good. <laughs> well placed good girl in a sex scene is definitely
1: one of my yeah, yeah
2: like I, my right brain
1: goes <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to because you know like this is this is what we do here we talk about all the sex scenes and I want to know when you are traditionally publishing a book that has all the dirty talk and has several sex scenes do, have you ever gotten like pushback from uh like the editors as they're going through that, like, oh, like, you know, maybe we should make that one fade to black or, or anything like that. Like I I've always liked, so, because obviously when you're publishing, um, independently, you have that autonomy. And I, I don't know what it's like when you're publishing traditionally, whether or not there's some of that, some of that autonomy is lost in that regard, or if it's just like, nope, you're writing a spicy romance. We know what that is and we're editing it accordingly.
2: Yeah. I'm really lucky to have that. Um, like my editors don't try to change my writing style like they you know I mean they 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 knew what they were getting <laughs> into with me um and they they kind of know what my readership I think expects from a book mm-hmm. one of my books and you know they don't want to change uh change my book in any way like that makes it less mine or less like a Tessa Bailey book but um there's been a there's been i think once or twice actually i think when fixed her up um and travis and georgie is that i don't know if i was coming out of like some sort of phase or um i don't know i don't know what i was going through personally but like i definitely laid it on in the first draft it was like a little bit too dominant you know like he was being a little bit too dominant uh, for a (laughs) rom-com And, um, there was like a lot more spanking and things like that. And she was like, you probably have to, um, you know, like just rethink this a little bit because it might be a little heavy handed for what we're doing for like the audience we're trying to get here.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, but, okay. But like, hear me out for a second, <laughs> hear me out. So like, um, I don't know. Right. Don't...
2: <laughs> right. It, it, it was, it did was out of place in among the rest of the book, you know?
1: Right. No, totally get that. But yeah. You know, this, like, there's this, you know, girl, uh, Taylor Swift, and she is, um, like, re- re-releasing all of her music, and she's got, like, you know, a, a, a vault, a vault of of, un- of unreleased stuff that she's now releasing. If you ever wanted to release, like, any scenes from any books, I'm just saying, we would be receptive to reading Oh, these. my
2: gosh, yeah. I have a red album uh, for <laughs> Travis, I mean that I, I rewrote the, that book twice. Um, mm. I don't know. I think I was maybe going through like a phase of burnout or something when I wrote the first draft, and I think I was just like a little bit discombobulated. And then thankfully, um, I took a step back, came back at it with fresh eyes, and rewrote what it is now, and which I love. Uh, but yeah, I think there's only been once or twice where I've had an editor go. Uh, you know, I think you might have just like, I, th- I saw what you we were going
0: for with the sex scene. <laughs> Here's the line. We
2: <laughs> and you didn't get there. <laughs> um, so, and you know, they're always pretty much, they're always right, you know? Um, but I, I don't compromise what I think is sexy. If I think something's mm-hmm. sexy, I fight for it generally. So yeah. Which I <laughs> love because um, I saw, uh,
0: I think you saw it too. I think I saw your comment. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, um, how your books give us everything that you want where as like a huge romance reader and like I read across the gamut like I will read I don't like love closed door but like there can be some there's really good stories there and there's great characters there so I will read them but I also like I love a good steamy spicy book and your books have this like balance of just like beautiful, heartfelt stories, characters that genuinely love each other so much and that leaps off the page and you are not compromising the fun and the spice. So like, how do you find that balance?
2: (laughs) I wish I had a, you know,
0: I've,
2: I wish I had a good answer for this because um, I've thought about it before. I've tried to, you know, like I try to sit down and go, okay. Um, when I look at like my general outline for a book and I'm like, is this too, is this too emotional? Is this too, is it uh, it too uh, focused on the physical relationship? Like what, what is it? And then I'll start writing the book and I will just kind of gut, like gut feeling it the whole Mm -hmm. way through where I'm like, okay, the characters, uh, it's starting to get heavy. I need something, I need a scene here that lightens it up a little bit, that lightens the load. Or, um, you know, like, okay, there's like the sex is I'm pouring it on a little bit too thick. And now I really need like a moment where they're going to have a heart to heart and I need to facilitate that son in some way. And I kind of just feel it out. I try it. And I think maybe what comes across is that it is really organic. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't, I never stick to my outline because once I start writing, it just doesn't always, jive with the characters once they start interacting and once I see what their dynamic is and once I learn their motivations a little bit more on the page like I have to allow for some some changes and some breathing room
1: yeah right I I was saying
2: yeah natural
1: uh, yeah I was saying to Phoebe like sometimes romances have this this very sharp arc where it's like tension tension build up build up build up and it goes up and then it's like everything you know comes to (laughs) a point climax as you will. And then, um, and then sometimes it's like the lat. you're, you're so close to the end or, or maybe you're not even close to the end, but it like kind of fizzles out. And it's not as like, you miss that like tension and all that. But I feel like with your books, you've mastered that balance of like, it's way more like this, you know, like it's like natural. It's a natural progression. Like it's a, it, there's the ebbs and the flows. It's not just like, you know, all tension, and then all, like, all release, and then it's, and then the book's over. It's, like, a very, like, even keel of just, like, constant excitement, which I oh, thank
2: you. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I think um, it's really hard as an author, um, because I think you really start off uh, the writing process with, like, this is exactly how I'm picturing it in my head, right, and then letting go of, what you picturing is really difficult, you know, because you've already almost got the scenes written mm-hmm. in your brain, you know, like you've written di- bits of dialogue down in your iPhone notes and like you can see the scene in your head so clearly these scenes that you wanna write, then you start writing and sometimes they don't, it, it just changes like the, it's not what you expected and um, letting go of what you were going to write is really, really hard. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, I think if anything, if I've learned anything In the past what like few years is that um letting go easier and just going Mm -hmm. okay it's gonna be better for this because it's it's gonna it's gonna feel more natural to what i'm writing as opposed to trying to like really pigeonhole them into the plot that i'd originally decided on Mm -hmm. sometimes it just doesn't like you know you you're not you're not you're not a genius like it wasn't a masterpiece like you can figure out something else (laughs) you know
1: Yeah. Has it gotten easier as you've kind of, you know, the more books that you get under, under your belt, or sometimes you still have that one tricky project. That's just like, you know, you're, you struggle with.
2: Well, Sue, um, you mentioned earlier that like, you know, it happened one summer. It kind of was like, um, I was probably my most popular book, you know? And, and I, I feel like now like a real need to like, challenge myself, you know, like kind of go, um, even deeper and try, try something that's going to really challenge me. And so that's what I'm doing right now. Like with the book I'm writing and it's a secret admirer book, Ooh! but they know each other. Um, and so like one character is deceiving the other, obviously, cause they're writing the secret admirer letters while like not letting on that they are the secret admirer. And, that's a, that's really challenging for me because my heroines I feel like are like very honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a challenge. And so I've been working on that and that's been really hard. It's been a really hard project. I'm almost finished with it. Um, but it's, it's nice to, to go, okay, well, you've done, you've done 50 something books and like, you need to do better now. Like you need to try harder Um, because you know you don't want to you just don't want to fall into a pattern so I think if anything for me like the what I hope for myself is that I can always just keep evolving and trying something different
0: um so about your writing process because clearly writing something new has that changed your process because like you said you can churn out books very quickly and I am Like stumbling my way through NaNoWriMo right now, trying to finish. I'm writing two books, which is probably not a was not a smart choice to do in one month. But um, how, like, what is your process like, and like, has it changed as you've taken on this like different formula almost?
2: Um. Yeah. It. My writing. Well, my process is. Uh. You mean like what I? I mean, I write three thousand words a day. That's my Monday through Friday, and. Um, I wake and the only way I can accomplish that is if I wake up at four o'clock in the morning, because once the day starts and it's sunny outside and the house is buzzing and there's social media and there's emails and there's phone calls, I can't, I can't work.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I have to get up when it's dead silent and the world hasn't started yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I usually work, uh, I write from four to seven thirty, four to eight, something like that every day. Wow. But wow. the way I like the way I map out a book is I take two characters. I start with the characters. That's just always what I've done. And I give them you know, a past and I give them the future that I want for them, that they want for themselves. And then I find within those pasts and futures, I find the reason that they can't be together because I really think that's the foundation of a good romance novel
0: mm-hmm.
2: is it can, there has to be a really legitimate reason that they can't be together. You know, something that's not just a miscommunication or misunderstanding. Um, And so that's kind of where I begin. Uh, And then I can kind of plot the book around that and give them their challenges and, you know, their journey together towards like finding, finding common ground. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Do you, this is probably going to be an unfair and impossible question, but (laughs) is there one book that stands out to you as maybe a favorite or one that you wish like more readers would read. Like obviously we are hooked, all pun intended, on, on your on some of your like newer books. Um, but what like anything in your backlist that you would recommend to your readers that you were really proud of and that you wish um more people would pick up?
2: Yeah, I, I'm gonna look over at my shelf because that's where I have all of my books sitting. Um I think I think when I when people ask me for a recommendation um, of like my favor of my favorites that I've written, I always say Getaway Girl. I just mm. love that book. Uh, it was one of my first self-published books. And it was just one that felt so like it had I had my heart in my throat the whole time I was writing it. Um, similar to It Happened One Summer in Hook Line, and Sinker. I just like couldn't stop till it was done. And that's always a sign of a good book for me. And it's just one of my favorites. It's uh, the girl, the heroine is kind of the black sheep of her family. She's kind of like bad news. And the hero is like, he's kind of like Aiden actually in window shopping. He's like uh, the mayor of Charleston. He's a war hero and he's like a real southern gentleman. And I love that dynamic between them. And just, I love opposites track romance. It's always just, it's always my favorite.
0: Yeah it's so fun. Um, so this is my new favorite game to play with our favorite <laughs> romance authors put a little fuck marry kill with your heroes. Okay. You know? <laughs> um, oh you my gosh. I, I grew up as a oh, sailor. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly. I grew up sailing, so I was like, I was like ready for Brandon to like steal my heart, but like I just, I just can't get over Travis. So I can't get over it, sir. <laughs> well, I would. Um, oh, I
2: hope my daughter's not outside the door. I don't think she is. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Well, I would probably. Okay. Oh my god. Let me look at my shelf again. Um, <laughs> See, the killing one is going to be really hard because I don't know. Who to kill? <laughs> um okay, so I probably would kill one of my vampires because they can come mm-hmm. back from the dead. So
0: <laughs> Aww, paranormal we romance. We love it.
2: <laughs> um I so I would kill Jonas. Um I would uh I would probably fuck uh let's see Connor from Up in Smoke. I've always mm-hmm. said that he puts it down so well. Um <laughs> and I would probably marry Brandon. Mm. I think for sure because he's he's the best husband material out there you know
0: he's so great
2: yeah really? I know, like, he goes away for like three days at a time so I could like do my own shit <laughs> as well no
0: <laughs> that is like, so that to be
2: underestimated
0: but one thing I wanted just to commend you on because I know it can't be easy uh with all the other things that you're doing but you are so funny and creative on social media oh, and thanks. like I always look forward to seeing what you have to say. Cause you're not just like, I mean, you're not just like promoting your books. You're like really like interacting and like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you remember, but the one when you were doing like uh auditions for heroes and I was like, I'm an actor. <laughs> that was me
2: who commented. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but- I love TikTok. Um, and it's weird because yeah, I'm like not an I'm not an actress or an actor, and I like um All of a sudden find myself acting on this app, (laughs) 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 trying to act. Uh so it's been really fun. And it's been like a way me and my daughter have like really kind of bonded because she's 10 and she loves TikTok and she showed me how to do it. And um and now I love it because it's just like I just wanna be a dumbass on social media and have fun. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not too serious, which is really um, nice. I don't
2: want to take oh my god though, the other day I posted a video. I thought was just going to be funny of me saying because like my daughter got her homework back and she had written it was a book log like a reading log for the week Mm -hmm. and under genre she had written young adult and the teacher wrote not a genre (laughs) which okay fine um the comment section went bananas and now that video that was only two days ago it was 400 and something thousand 400 views And I had to turn off the comments because people were so pissed, like, for one side or the other. They they either think it's a genre or they don't. And they were arguing. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm never, never, ever (laughs) going
0: to stick to my my, my
2: dumbass TikToks and (laughs) and just trying to be silly.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely am always, like, surprised. The comment section on TikTok is, like, it's the Wild West. You don't know... It's it can get wild.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like ninety percent of them are really funny, and like I love the comments. And then like ten percent of them are like, "Fuck that book." Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that app so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right.
0: Well, we know that we have to look forward to Hookline and Sinker, which is out in March and you're working on your new project. So hopefully everybody should go and pre-order Hook, Line, and Sinker and get your hands on window shopping as well. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners, Tessa?
2: No, um, everybody have a wonderful holiday season, however you're spending it and um, read lots of kinky romance. um, And Mm
0: -hmm. we'll
2: keep it coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you for having me, bye. Bye.
0: I think my favorite point that Tessa made in this interview was, you know, talking about romance novels, we have to talk about dirty talk, and obviously she is the queen of dirty talk, and I loved how she said that as women, sometimes we can feel really self-conscious when we're intimate with our partners, and having a partner who's vocal about enjoying themselves, or I think that's a huge draw, and I was like, I never thought about
1: it that way no I love that point too and I also started thinking after she said that about that's why I also love dual POV in Mm -hmm. books and especially in romance and I feel like her male love interests or her male her male main characters are always like in it like they're always very honest with how they feel even if they're not able to communicate those thoughts directly to the female main character they convey it to the reader and Mm -hmm. it's like this like reassuring for me as the anxiety like ratchets it ratchets up when we start to get to the point where like something's gonna happen there's gonna be some sort of conflict I'm like okay at least I know the conflict is not him not knowing his feelings you know
0: right I, I I loved having that like a moment of clarity because I don't think I've ever been able to like vocalize like why I appreciate like male characters like that. Mm-hmm. So um. if you enjoyed this episode, let us
1: know on our most recent post on Instagram at Raider at Pod and check out Tessa's backlist. She recommended The Getaway Girl, which is the first book in the girl series um, and she but she's got so many more options to pick from too. She's got window shopping out now,
0: which is a Christmas novella. It yeah, I would say it's a novella. I think it's um it's like just like 250 pages basically so it's you can a read small it book. Uh, yeah it's a great like little like steamy festive re- it gives you the christmas vibes like if mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for sit by some twinkly lights snow fallen, hot cocoa maybe a glass of wine it's got it's got the holiday vibes
1: and if you want to escape the cold weather then you can go check out it happened one summer and hook line
0: mm-hmm. and sinker comes out in march march 3rd. March. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read it or list it pod All rights reserved. Twenty twenty.